0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We are in the final portion of Revelation 16, and the topic is the seventh bowl of wrath. The entire center section of the book of Revelation is composed of three sets of seven judgments. There were seven seals, seven trumpets, and then seven bowls. And today we're on the final judgment of all three sets. This is the end of the entire center section of the book of Revelation, and let's read about that. The seventh angel poured his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were flashes of lightning, voices, peals of thunder, and a great earthquake such had never been since men were on the earth. So great was that earthquake. The great city was split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and God remembered great Babylon, to make her drain the cup of his fury of his wrath, and every island fled away, and no mountains were to be found, and great hailstones, heavy as a hundredweight, dropped on men from heaven till men cursed God for the plague of the hail. So fearful was that plague. This passage, Revelation 16 verses 17 through 21, concluding chapter 16, is basically describing the end of the current phase of world history. And when I say the end of the current phase, there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth, but as things are now, this is describing the end of the end. In fact, chapter 16 through chapter 20 of book of Revelation is describing this final phase. And let's start with, there's two things in this passage particularly, a great earthquake and huge hailstones. Let's just start with the hailstones. This is easy to get through. It says, mega hailstones. It's mega in Greek. Mega hailstones fell, and men cursed God because of the mega plague of hail. I've tried to convey to you what the Greek says, and twice it's saying mega. And this hail, hundred weight. we're not exactly sure today what this unit of measure was back then, but it ranged somewhere between 45 and 130 pounds. I'm laughing out of nervousness because the largest hailstones ever to fall in the U.S. were slightly less than two pounds. And we're talking something here in the neighborhood of 45 to 130 pounds. And I can remember not too long ago, I had to replace my entire roof here in Greenville when hail the size of quarters fell on my roof. And this is describing some unimaginable pounding, prompting unbelievers to curse God. And by the way, hail also fell during the Exodus, when God was judging Pharaoh and the Egyptians for enslaving the Israelites and not letting them go. And hail is mentioned twice in Exodus nine, just like hail is mentioned twice in revelation 16. in a certain sense this hail is a judgment on the evil empire that's preceding the great exodus to the new heavens and to the new earth but i like to concentrate on this mega earthquake it says a great earthquake mega in greek a great earthquake such as never been since men were on the earth So great was that earthquake, that last phrase, so great. It just repeats it in the Greek. It stands out. It says it's an omega earthquake, a second time. And it was so great that the cities of the nation fell. Now, uh, somebody might say, well, this is just describing metaphorically an earth-shaking event. Uh, This is an earth-shaking event because this is an earth-shaking event. This isn't a metaphor. And this is why this can't possibly refer to something that happened in the first century, the historical only view of the book of Revelation. It is historical, but it is also present and future. And this is something at the very end of world history. Now, here's a tip for trying to understand something in the New Testament. Let's say you're reading something written by St. John in the book of Revelation, and it's it's a verse or a passage that refers to something in the Old Testament. The same thing will work with another writer like St. Peter or St. Paul. So if you want to expand your knowledge of something being referred to here that's described in the Old Testament, well, go to that Old Testament passage, and you might see a whole lot more written about it, describing it, that'll complete your understanding of what's going on. So let's do this with the great earthquake. It just mentioned the great earthquake. It's the greatest ever been since mankind was on the earth. It's so big that the cities of the nations fall. It causes every island to flee away, and no mountain was to be found. This is the entire globe is being shaken by divine wrath. Now, we're going to apply that tip I gave you, is that we want to go back and see if we can find something about this great earthquake in an Old Testament passage, and we do find one in the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament, chapter 24. And Here's the prophet Isaiah, starting with the first verse of Isaiah 24. Behold, the Lord will lay waste the earth and make it desolate. He will twist its surface and scatter its inhabitants. The earth shall be utterly laid waste, utterly despoiled, for the Lord has spoken. And you go a little later in the chapter, the end of verse 18, the fountains The foundations of the earth tremble. The earth is utterly broken. The earth is rent asunder. The earth is violently shaken. The earth staggers like a drunken man. It sways like a hut. Its transgression lies heavily upon it. Now, why is this happening? Why is there's such a violent reaction from God and from the earth itself? Well, we have our answer in a couple of verses, starting in verse 4 of Isaiah 24. It says, The earth mourns, the world languishes and withers. The earth lies polluted under its inhabitants, now, it's not talking about the not recycling kind of pollution. It goes on, for they have transgressed the laws, violated the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. Now, I'm a nature lover. I absolutely love nature. That's why it's so great living here in the upstate of South Carolina. But I'd like to ask you, are you in tune with nature And I'm not talking about certain tree huggers that you may not have a certain affinity for, but asking, are you really in tune with nature? And of all the members of the green movement that's very popular right now, you might ask, are they really in tune with nature? Because what Isaiah is saying, there's going to come a point where the earth is going to have the most violent and striking reaction to the sin upon it. How many people who are concerned about nature ever give this the slightest thought? But this is exactly what is causing this bowl of wrath to be poured on the earth to cause this violent reaction. I've gathered some verses here relevant to this. St. Paul says in Romans chapter 8, we know that the whole creation has been groaning in travail until now. Do you realize that? He says that, you know, because of the sin that mankind brought into the world, that creation is suffering. It's subject to decay. It's subject to death. It's subject to weeds. It's subject to groaning in travail. And St. Paul says, once all this is over and there's a resurrection and such— then creation is freed. Here's one from Leviticus 18. He says, for all these abominations the men that the men of the land did who were before you so that the land became defiled, it caused the land to vomit you out if you defile it, if you follow the nations that were before you. He was saying about the Amorites and the inhabitants of the unholy land before Joshua led the Israelites into the holy land. It says these abominations, and the abominations in Leviticus 18 were child sacrifice. They put their babies, they burned them alive to the god Moloch so they get some more dollars because that they thought would make the agriculture grow nice and green and put green in their pocket— and sexual immoralities, including those of hetero and homosexual varieties. These are the abominations that would cause the land to vomit out its inhabitants. Have you ever really considered how, you know, the sin, which obviously affects God, but it also affects each other, it affects families, it affects your own health, but have you ever thought about how it affects creation itself? And then the big one, I think is right at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis 4, when Cain kills Abel and God says, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. The voice. And I've just looked it up, uh, 54 million abortions just since it's been legalized to kill children in the United States, 1.5 billion abortions in the world since 1980 and i don't i don't even know what a billion is so i looked up what's what's a billion 5000 million whatever this is huge numbers and it's causing the foundations of the earth to tremble it's going to cause because of the weight of sin upon it it's going to come to a point and unfortunately it looks like we're headed to the terminal point because there is judgments that come in the midst of headed towards the terminal point that self-corrects. But we keep going. God hasn't intervened, and it speaks in Revelation 16 as the full cup of God's fury. And in the Old Testament, God says he wasn't going to cast the Amorites out of the Holy Land until they filled their abominations. And when they filled their abominations— boom, the full cup of judgment is poured out. And this is very, very sobering. And God says that he remembered great Babylon, Revelation 16, verse 19, to make her drain the cup of the fury of his wrath. Lest we repent, 54 million abortions just here in the United States, don't think this is not having an effect on Everything from the church to families to individuals to our economy, but most of all, as pertains to the seventh bowl, to creation itself. And it is going to reject the blood shed upon it. And one of the four living creatures gave the seventh angel a golden bowl full of the wrath of God. And revelation is causing us to repent of this and not curse God because of a judgment. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 114 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International, To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.